Good morning uh, on a big uh, Thursday, uh, September the 8th, and uh, Bayou Sports here on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Uh, some Saints news, uh, high school football. We got a couple coaches on this morning, and uh, speaking of uh, happenings last night, 55 went out the ballpark for Aaron Judge. Uh, football tonight, NFL style, Bills versus the Rams, and uh, the Saints uh, are practicing for their opening game against Atlanta in Atlanta. They were four players were limited, uh, and five players didn't participate in practice. So uh, pretty interesting. Uh, of course, um, the Saints. Uh, um, coming through preseason uh, with a 1-2 record, uh, of course, the last game with Winston participating uh, looked pretty sharp. Jeff uh, threw the ball well. Uh, Camaro ran the ball well. Uh, we'll see how that's all going to turn into uh, points uh, with regard to the Falcons' Sunday uh, noon kickoff. And uh, should be an interesting ball game. Yeah, again, uh, always anticipate opening day. I still say baseball has a more grand opening day in my opinion and i think it has something to do with emerging from uh spring winter and into spring and you know just uh the dawn of a new day kind of an attitude of course down here we could also kind of look at that uh, getting away from maybe the worst heat of summer and that's correct looking forward to autumn so uh, maybe it does have a, a more special meaning opening day of football season uh, than up north but um, no, it's still, it's always fun to look forward to the season. Everybody's 0-0, and although there are boatloads of predictions, uh, there's always hope. Yeah, there is. And uh, every once in a while, you have some of those cardiac teams who win a few late games and uh, that. Uh, but uh, with um, football season, uh, last night after that rainstorm last night, don't know if some of you noticed, but uh, it got a little cool outside last night. That you it couldn't was, feel the humidity. It was uh, 70 degrees when I got here and nice north light, real light north wind. But say it rained last night? Yeah, it did. And in my end of town, it did. South end of town, it did. I, I don't think it did downtown. Uh, I saw three hundredths of an inch at the airport. It did rain for a good, uh, I'd say 20 minutes. Okay. Just a shower in the uh, south end of town out uh, out by Highway 90. Uh, it came down. Anyway, uh, the Saints, uh, of course, these uh, these five players, the Saints, I think it's most important that they hopefully don't sustain any injuries or getting into any off-field troubles. And, of course, Alvin Kamara, we're hoping that he can play all 17 games this year, including a hopefully a playoff schedule in that regard. Also, uh, Jameis Winston. We're with the Saints beat course. Andy Dalton is kind of our backup there for the Saints, and hopefully he can uh, uh, not necessarily get into action, but hopefully he doesn't have to play too much this year, if you know what I mean. Kind of mop-up duty. Yeah. You know, Andy Dalton uh, had to play quite a bit last year as a uh, backup to Justin. Well, actually, he was assigned uh, to start, and then they drafted Justin Fields. But when he had his opportunities – he was not the reason the Bears were not great. Uh, right. Well, let's just put it that way. He, yeah. He competed pretty well. Anyway, another player the Saints just can't afford to – Demario Davis. He's the he's the glue of that defense and the leader of that defense. And uh, he's got to remain on the field and play. Uh, and hopefully uh, he can uh, have another fine year like he's had over the last uh, two or three years with the Saints. Uh, another player the Saints can't do without his left tackle hurts. And I realize with pinning down uh, – uh, He's going to be uh, a very important tackle uh, as the Saints, you know, lost uh, uh, their fine left tackle to the Dolphins. So uh, he's another one that needs to stay healthy. And finally, he, he, this guy's got 
the Saints lost two, possibly three games last year without Lutz, the kicker. And uh, we went through a host of kickers like quarterbacks last year, and hopefully uh, uh, Lutz can uh, – I don't know if he'll be 100%, but if he can hit it around the in the 85, 90 percentile with uh, short field goals under 35, 40 yards and uh, hit those 52 or 53 yarders uh, when needed, uh, maybe before halftime or late in the game. Uh, those five players just uh, need to be there for the Saints this year. And, uh, of course, Kamara has some uh, – underlying issues right now but uh, hopefully uh we can yeah, be able to li- see him all year i'd like to hope that's some motivation for him though yeah just true. to sort of get back into the good graces of the fans and uh, again uh, just uh, light a fire to be focused uh, certainly not get into any further issues uh, you know again you can use it as a weapon if you choose to and you know, Michael Thomas, uh, he, he's ready to go. He thinks he can uh, muster up what he offered us in 2019. And, again, um, he was asked if uh, the guy we saw in 2019 is still there. He says, I'm trying to top that. Uh, if he could uh, top 2019, um, the yeah. Saints would go a, a far away. Uh, that, that they would. Of course, Thomas yesterday was limited in practice. Don't know how much with his injury to his, uh, I guess, his hamstring. Eric McCoy, also the starting centers, had, uh, was limited in practice yesterday along with linebacker Pete Werner and special teams and deep back safety, I should say. JT Gray not participating in practice yesterday was Taquan Smith, uh, Washington, the running back, uh, Adebu, the cornerback, our starting cornerback, Landon Young, an offensive tackle, young offensive tackle, and Tanner Owens, another young offensive tackle. Uh, those five did not participate in practice yesterday. So, uh, of course, the game is still f- three days away. So, um, not sure what their participation might be today. I'm sure the Saints will take off for Atlanta sometime, uh, if not Friday, for sure, uh, Saturday to play at noon. Usually Saturday and then uh, stay Saturday night and be back on the plane fr- uh, Sunday afternoon. Yep, uh, pretty much the M.O. for the Saints. So uh, good news is Jameis Winston was not on the injury report. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing. And uh, didn't, you know, earlier in preseason uh, in the practices, they said he had a noticeable limp, but uh, didn't see that in the game last uh, two weeks ago when the Saints played uh, against the Chargers. Looked pretty good throwing the football down the field and uh, no hesitation in his uh, his throws. And so it's it's important he get off to a good start. Of course, he's got to be familiar with the Falcons when he started for Tampa Bay for a few years. So, uh, of course, the personnel changes so much in uh, professional football. It uh, doesn't seem like anybody stays in any one particular uh, spot for more than two or three years. So, And, uh, and, and also just turnover. Uh, it tells you how dominant the young players can be. I mean, a few veterans do stick around for a long time, but it's a tough sport, and five or six years uh, you get uh, out of a quality player, uh, you're pretty fortunate. Well, that you are, too. So uh, it's important uh, that uh, you keep a cohesive unit together, so say, for a few years. And, uh, you know, we've seen that with the Saints. We've been very blessed. And one thing we won't see this year is Sean Payton on the sidelines for the first time. I guess since 14 or when he uh, had to coach his uh, son's uh, peewee league team and then uh, since 2005 when uh, the Saints were going through Hurricane uh, Katrina playing games all over the state and in San Antonio and Baton Rouge. And uh, so we'll see how that comes to pass. Uh, Carmichael, uh, uh, I mean, uh, Pete, uh, um, uh, I want to say, is it Carmichael? Yeah, it yeah. is. Be the offensive coordinator who will be calling the plays this year while I'm sure Dennis Allen – 
will be calling his defensive uh, formations and all. So we'll see how that all play out. Of course, uh, uh, Allen was doing that last year for the Saints as their defense was number five in the league. So uh, they keep that up. Uh, they'll win some games. Uh, they've just got to put the – Put the football in the end zone, and hopefully with the three, or I should say two new receivers, and uh, uh, um, uh, Jarvis Landry along with uh, Chris Alave, uh, those are the important points. Like I mentioned, uh, I think, in the show previously, uh, when you're one, two, and three receivers from last year, or four, five, and six, uh, hopefully that's a really good sign. Yeah, indeed. Uh, again, part of that's the injury situation, but um – Bring on some new players, and as we talked about yesterday, Olave uh, thought to be one of the possible rookies of the year this year. That's right, and he's getting a lot of confirmation in that regard, so uh, we'll see how that will all play out, and uh, hopefully uh, it will. Uh, I just uh, You just you keep your fingers crossed in that regard, and hopefully uh, that will all come to fruition. Uh, in the meantime, Jeff, high school football this week, um, and we've got a host of uh, games coming up uh, as uh, our game of the week on Kane Radio's broadcast will be uh, the Lorville Tigers. Uh, journey, uh, uh, they were going to play Erath in Lorville, correct? No, they played Erath at Erath last week. Okay, uh, correct. Beat them 20-15 to 15 to Quincy. De Quincy, excuse me. Yeah, we town. mentioned that yesterday. I didn't have my notes in front of me, but DeQuincy well, comes to town. I've been all week, so I've got a pretty good handle on it. <laughs> all right. But uh, DeQuincy, uh, oh, man, five seniors on the offensive line. Uh, yeah. Uh, Coach uh, Martin, we talked to him earlier in the week. Uh, he's up against a good two-way squad all right. uh, coming in from North of Lake Charles. Anyway, uh, it should be an interesting contest. Of course, the Panthers journey to Baton Rouge to take on, uh, I do believe, uh, uh, Park uh, – uh, Paul Pugh Baptist, uh, other games in the area. The Jackets, um, look at my pocket guide here. The Jackets uh, are, I think. Uh, Hosting Sam Houston. Yeah, uh, uh, and that's a district game, too, I do believe. Yeah, their district uh, the rest of the way, except for Opelousas uh, and the 7th. Uh, yeah, they've got eight district games this year. Nine teams in District uh, 4-5A. Yeah, and defending state champs, the Westgate Tigers uh, are going to take on Lake Charles College Prep here in New Iberia. So it should be an interesting contest on that. Uh, meanwhile, uh, St. Martinville, the Tigers, uh, take on Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame comes to St. Martinville uh, Friday night for another big bra- uh, game, and uh, we'll see uh, what's there. Uh, Delcom Panthers uh, will entertain the Hanson uh, Memorial over in Delcom. Highland Baptist uh, – uh, takes on Hamilton Christian. They go on the road, though, to play Hamilton Christian. I believe Hamilton Christian, we talked, is in uh, Lake Charles, I do believe. Yes. And uh, elsewhere, uh, high school front, uh, uh, West St. Mary will take on uh, Catholic High Point Capé. So, uh, along with Generette, journeying to, or, excuse me, Morgan City coming to uh, Generette to play host to the Tigers. So, uh, on the college side, of course, the Tigers take it on Southern. See, I heard where the game uh, on that AP broadcast is sold out. and No, no real surprise there. No. Uh, other than the fact that uh, you don't always see sellouts when LSU plays an in-state school, uh, McNeese, uh, uh, Nichols, whatever the case may be. Some of those games are a little lackluster. 
not this one. Yeah, you're right. Elsewhere, uh, the Cajuns will entertain Eastern Michigan uh, Saturday. I'm not sure if that's an after, uh, probably an evening game, 6 o'clock, 6.30 kickoff. It is 6. Yeah, so uh, that's that's what's on the schedule today. Uh, uh, as of today, hopefully uh, the raindrops can uh, – kind of go away uh, hopefully the persistence won't stay around jeff i saw an article uh uh yesterday that uh intrigued me Southside high school over in uh in uh youngsville i guess bruce Ard youngsville they have a young girl young lady by hannah mouton who made history uh last week she caught a touchdown pass in a uh in a game uh last week uh hannah mouton a pretty good athlete she's south side a junior and she's one of the top basketball players in the state of Louisiana. However, it's on the football field where she's making headlines. And you've made she playing varsity. That's correct. Excellent. A wide receiver on the team. And I know there's a, a kicker, a, a young female kicker, I think, that was at Acadiana High School uh, last year. And there are others throughout the state. And uh, Miss uh, Hannah Mouton is not a kicker. She's a wide receiver. And she started out kicking in, uh, in school. I, I want to say I have heard, uh, yeah, that, that she had been kicking for uh, Southside or at least uh, on the squad. Yeah, and she's a 16-year-old. Never played football before this season. She actually wanted to be part of the team so she could spend some time on the sidelines with her older brother, who is a starting linebacker for the Sharks uh, in his senior year. And now that they've uh, set up everything, it's really cool, she says, that uh, the Sharks' junior varsity team played on a game on the road against Cecilia. Hannah made uh, quite a spectacular play. No, off, uh, no offense to the young man who was defending her, but he got mossed, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, football fans know what that term means. Anyway, in case you weren't following at home, uh, that was a 60-yard touchdown reception by uh, Hannah Mutal. And uh, back to our point earlier, the young ladies uh, playing high school football in Louisiana. So uh, Hannah's mom, Ms. Mouton, tells us that her daughter may be making history, not just for her school, but in the entire state of Louisiana. She's being told that she's the first female in the state to play anything other than special teams, a kicker or a punter in high school. And uh, she's playing a wide receiver. And at any rate, amazing work uh, to a young lady and keep on shining. So, uh, anyway, I found it just an interesting story. No doubt. Story. I mean, as a wide receiver on the football team, caught a touchdown pass and uh, 60 yard. We're not talking, you know, maybe lob one in the end zone. Don't know her height. She doesn't look like she's, uh, they have a picture of her standing next to her brother. She looks like she's in the 5'7, five, 5'8. Five, so, uh, Anyway, catching a touchdown pass, uh, congrats to her, and uh, yeah, good and, luck through the course of the year. And uh, hopefully she is you know, she can't be treated like a girl. I mean, she's a football player. That's right. But I, I hope there isn't any extra abuse uh, that uh, yeah. some guys, uh, misogynistic uh, guys, might uh, want to take advantage. Yeah, I just I, I thought that was interesting in that regard, and uh, I saw somewhere where there was another young lady up in North Louisiana. Don't know if she's caught a touchdown pass up around the Shreveport area, where she was also included on the boys' uh, team. Uh, but uh, I found that interesting. So, hey, ladies out there, young ladies, uh, heck, it can be done if you uh, you got to put in some work. But uh, there's opportunities there for everybody in high school football. And uh, hats off to uh, Hannah Mouton over at uh, uh, Southside. The Sharks have a, a new wide receiver, so to speak. Uh, any other headlines before we get ready no. to take on our first coach? We were talking about the Saints earlier. And uh-huh. uh, apparently 
you know, you're hearing a lot of news about Russell Wilson, and uh, quite frankly, it seems like Seattle's been shopping him for quite some time, and apparently um, the Saints were in the mix. Uh, Washington, uh, the New York Giants, Saints, among other teams, to call Seattle about acquiring the nine-time Pro Bowler early this year, uh, detailing the tension that led to Wilson's Seahawks' divorce. Brady Henderson reported that longtime Seattle coach Pete Carroll was resistant to dealing the quarterback until he and Wilson finally uh, did broach the possibility of a trade following last season. Wilson, meanwhile, had essentially already narrowed his potential destinations to Denver, one of four teams his agent had publicly identified as a preferred landing spot. Uh, but uh, still the commanders, Giants, Saints, inquired about Wilson's availability. And I'm not sure uh, how... Uh, uh, James Winston feels about this. They also courted Deshaun Watson uh, to some degree, uh, but kept New Orleans involved in the bidding so the Broncos would have to compete against another offer. So maybe uh, used as some level. Uh, General Manager John Schneider even apologized to the Saints uh, afterward. Henderson uh, reports because he essentially ended negotiations by informing them Wilson would not be dealt only to then send uh him to the Broncos. Yeah, you know, uh, the, I, I, I could sense that uh, that game too is being played uh, in Seattle. So uh, the other game that, that it, it's not being played in Cleveland, it's Carolina taking on the Browns with uh, Mayfield. Uh, but that's going to be a game in Carolina. So it's uh, you wonder what the how the fans would react up in Cleveland when Mayfield would step on the turf to take on his former team, the Browns. Uh, those are the two interesting matchups uh, with regards to quarterbacks playing against their former teams uh, this week. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, it's about that time. All right. um, Josh Learman, our first guest uh, scheduled in just a couple of minutes. He is, and uh, we'll have him on along with an, uh, another coach, Carol Olivier, uh, at the 8 o'clock hour. So let's go ahead and take our first break this morning. You listen to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240. We'll be back with Coach Learman right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with LA Classic Roofing. We're a third generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at LA Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. LA Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there Thursday for Southern Jack Productions. Sunday the 11th, it's a special breakfast fundraiser for St. Francis Diner with T.K. Hewlin and Steve Adams from 9 to 12, and then the Saints at noon. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU with half-price drinks during their games and dollar shots when they score. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. 
Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Cane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Cane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And on the line with us is head football coach at New Iberia High, Nish. Uh, Yellow Jackets is Josh Levin. Good morning, Coach, and welcome to the show. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're quite welcome, Coach. Uh, rough game last week, but, uh, you know, you got to put it past you. Uh, you take on a, a so early in the year, you've got a district game uh, sitting in front of you as uh, Sam Houston comes into town uh, Friday evening to take on the Yellow Jackets. And uh, what can you tell us a little bit about this Sam Houston team? Uh, they're, they're, they're very well coached. Do a lot of, they do a lot of stuff offensively, which makes it tough. Because you, you know we're running a brand new defense, so we have to adjust to a lot of things. Uh, but I, I think a game we can we can compete in and hopefully come out with a win. Coach, uh, you hope to learn a lot from week one to week two. What did you learn about your team from last week's game, and uh, obviously uh, room for improvement? Uh, I mean, I thought we played hard. You know, we did some good things. Uh, you know, moved the ball a little bit at times, and we just you know we. We uh we had we have mistakes you know unforced errors bad snaps uh defensively not not lined up correctly so you know things that could be corrected so uh, Coach Hudson always told me the biggest improvements from week one to week two usually in a football team and uh, again uh, hopefully we do see that another home game uh, how, how did the um, experience go last week obviously with the two uh, new Iberia schools getting together uh, the excitement there. Uh, Hope to keep that going for uh, week two at home. Yeah, we really appreciate the support. The support for for both both teams, us and Westgate, was was fabulous. There were a lot of people, a lot of people in the stadium. I I've been coaching at Nish fourteen total years, and I, I've never seen a crowd like that for a football game. Yeah, and obviously um, you, you found out uh, and you knew it going in uh, why they were the defending four A champs. Right, they're really good. You know they. Like I, I, I said after the game, they, you know, a lot of times you play teams and they have one or two weapons that you got to, you know, really focus on. You know, Westgate has offensively five five weapons that can hurt you at any point in time, and then the defensively they're they're so fast and so well coached. You know, hard to move the ball. You know, I, I talked to you. I talked to uh, Coach Antoine Saturday morning after the game, and uh, Coach Antoine had uh, quite the praise for you and uh, said without a doubt you are the guy for this program um not sure if you heard those words but uh when you do hear things like that how obviously it's got to feel good yeah it feels good uh, Rob, uh coach antoine and i have a really good uh relationship we've known each other for a long time and i respect everything he's done at westgate i, I mean again you know i when i was at bro bridge we've you know, we went to Carr and played them in the quarterfinals, and, and they beat us pretty bad. So, you know, what they did last year to go to two Carr and then to beat a Warren Easton team, that, that's very impressive. And it, it's carried over to this year. They're, they're very good. Uh, Coach, with, uh, with the game, uh, how did you come out of the game uh, with uh, the typical bumps and bruises of the first game? No serious injuries, I hope, in that regard. Yeah, no, we didn't have anything, uh, anything real serious at all you know just you know some little little things here and there uh coach uh what uh 
with uh, have y'all been able to the rain uh, has kind of ceased just a shade uh, uh, have uh, practices been going pretty good considering you have to fight the elements uh, yes sir we you know again really only lightning can can keep us off the field and uh, and we haven't had any problems with weather this week so far uh, with with regards to that coach uh, uh, with uh, this uh, Sam Houston team coming in, uh, I realize the only other non-district game uh, that you have during the course of the year is against Opelousas. You're going to go over to Opelousas to take on the Tigers. Uh, uh, while you got eight district games in your uh, on your slate uh, this year, and the Jackets uh, hoping to uh, knock off a few of them too, if you know what I mean. And uh, what's um, with Sam Houston, what kind of offense do they bring? Do, they're more of a. I know I've heard over the years they like to throw the ball some too. Yeah, they, they're uh, they're a spread team. You know, they get it some tight end stuff, but uh, they'll be in the shotgun the whole time from everything we've seen. And uh, you know, they they have a really good screen game, which uh, which sometimes is tough to prepare for because they're really good at running screens. So uh, they'll 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 be a challenge. But again, you know, we play well. We'll we'll uh, we have a chance to win. Coach uh, Allen Hamilton didn't have too many opportunities to throw the football uh, as a team, though that is trying to be a spread offense. Um, how do you get him more involved in the passing game? Uh, again, it's just going to take some time, and, and you know sometimes the game dictates that. You know, part part of the reason for that is you know Westgate's defensive backs are really really good. It's part of it, you know. So it, it'll come. We just got to let the game come to you, and, and he'll be okay. All right. And again, uh, Shenga Charles, uh, most of your carries, uh, but uh, trying to open that up a little bit more, uh, get a few more guys involved in the running game. Uh, yeah, we go. We we're gonna give the ball to Shenga quite a bit because uh, Shenga's a really good, really good running back. But uh, yeah, we'll, we're gonna we try and get everybody involved. But again, you know, the game dictates that a lot of times. No, no doubt about it. Anything the fans need to know about tomorrow night? Uh, no games that. Seven o'clock and it's ten dollars at the gate. Real good, Coach. Anything else uh, before we let you go? Oh no, sir. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, I know. You're welcome. Good luck to you, Coach. Uh, Friday night. All right. Thank y'all. You bet. Uh, again, appreciate that. Uh, New Iberia Senior High taking on Sam Houston tomorrow night, and then uh, we see him again. Not. Um, in uh, next week, but uh, I'll see him again Southside. In fact, uh, now you got me really looking forward to that South <laughs> Southside game uh, that we're doing on Friday the twenty yeah. third. Should look for Miss Hannah Mutal there, spread out. Uh, I don't know if she's in the slot or a wide receiver, but they listed her as a wide receiver, so uh, you'll be able to see uh, maybe a first uh, in a broadcast. So. Yeah, initial be at Acadiana next week, uh, then back home again Southside. Three or four first games uh, at home, uh, then hitting the road for a couple uh, at Karen Crow and at Opelousas, then back at home uh, against Barb on the 14th of October, on the road two weeks in a row at Como, and then Sulphur back at home at against Lafayette to uh, wrap up the regular season. Yeah, pretty much uh, 
the Yellow Jackets, uh, last game of the year, Lafayette, uh, the Mighty Lions, uh, has always been an arch rival of the Yellow Jackets. Of course, with Westgate now, this school being around uh, a little over 20 years, uh, they've come, become uh, an intercity rival, but not a district rival. Uh, Lafayette is still pretty much a Yellow Jackets rival. For a few years, it was uh, Karen Crow and then Acadiana, but uh, uh, Lafayette's always, uh, uh, the two schools have always competed against each other. And, uh, yeah, and, and much- that goes back because there was a time where there was no Como, there was <laughs> no right. Southside, there was no right. Westgate. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. same reason why the Cubs and Cardinals are rivals, the That's Yankees, because right. they've been around a long, long time. time. That's right. Uh, Kadiana was, uh, was a formation of a few schools, uh, being uh, Scott High School and Judice. And uh, uh, meanwhile, Karen Crow, uh, which I, I, I want to say I can remember when Karen Crow and also uh, – Father Turlings didn't play football. Uh, there was the B schools or maybe even C schools, Opelousas. Opelousas, uh, had them and the Yellow Jackets had a rival, was a kind of a rivalry. And Barb came along sometime in the mid-'70s. Uh, basically, uh, Lake Charles High School was the big high school in uh, Lake Charles back in the day. And Barb, as the, the I guess, the people moved to suburbia uh, in south of Lake Charles, that became uh, – that high school became uh, pretty prevalent, uh, both football and baseball-wise, as we all know. And then, of course, Como uh, came in in the 60s. Uh, I always knew it as Ove Como, and that was the gentleman that donated all the land to the uh, school board so they could build that school. And let me tell you, it was out in the nowhere back in the 60s. You had to want to go to Como High School. And, of course, Suffer had some great teams over the years uh, and produced a lot of fine football players, too. So uh, Yellow Jackets, in a, in a, this district has for, forever been uh, pretty much associated with southwest Louisiana. And uh, at one time, the Yellow Jackets played uh, uh, Bolton up from Alexandria. But pretty much yeah, – uh, There was a two-year period. I think it was just – two years it may have been four years where they were stuck with the homa schools right they were in with south lafouche and well south lafouche was still a 5a school then and terrebonne uh south terrebonne uh yeah thibodeau even uh possibly the school in gray uh oh uh J- bourgeois yeah hl bourgeois yeah so Absolutely. Yeah. So pretty much. So the Yellow Jackets, let's hope uh, Coach uh, Lerman can get them back on track and get, get them going again, too. Uh, it's good to see them do well. And uh, historically, the Yellow Jackets, uh, for many years, was one of the top teams in the state. And we'd love to see them back in that format. So uh, good luck to Coach Lerman uh, taking on Sam Houston Friday night. I'm sure kickoff will be, give or take, a few moments. Yeah, at 7. So, the, um, and, and by the way, speaking of rivalries, it'll be interesting to see how it develops with Southside, because so many people from New Iberia have had family members move to the Youngsville-Broussard area, and I would like to see that. Um, I mean, I'd like to see people not leave New Iberia for Youngsville, but, but the mere fact that it has happened, I think, has the opportunity. I know a lot of people out here my age who have grandkids playing at Southside, and they go to those games, and that just offers such a great opportunity for those two schools to form somewhat of a, a good, hopefully a pleasant rivalry. And you know what's amazing, too, when they began this school a few years ago, uh, you, you know, Como was the only other school basically in the area, and it's amazing. This school is basically, once they opened it, it just, boom, 5A school. So just to show you the growth of that area is just amazing in the last, oh, eight to ten years. And like you said, I've known friends that have moved to that area, uh, leaving 
uh, New Iberia and, and uh, moving there. And like you said, uh, to be near their children, who yeah. the children were uh, had jobs there and living in that market. Uh, so I hate to see that, but uh, it's just the way things are. And uh, Southside uh, going from uh, a new school to 5A and competing against uh, Karen Crow and uh, – uh, uh, Como and those schools, the Lafayette High and Acadiana and Nish. Uh, so uh, just yeah, that quickly. I remember back in the mid to late 90s, before I moved to New Iberia, I was covering South Lafourche sports, and we played a lot of basketball uh, in at St. Thomas More. They had the big Sunkiss shootout. Still do. I don't know if it's called the Sunkiss shootout, but um, hosted a, a great basketball tournament. And it seemed as though uh, St. Thomas More was in the middle of nowhere. Yes, you know, I mean, how right. that area has grown in the last 20-plus years. Yeah, indeed. it's amazing, too, when you look at it. Uh, and look at Southside, Youngsville, and Broussard. Just, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if there was another high school pop-up there. Of course, Ascension Episcopal uh, moved out there, and uh, they, they have a fine uh, facility out there. And, uh, and LCA, too, a fairly right. school. That's right. That's right. So, um, boom. Just amazing. I can remember when Lafayette was 40, 45,000 people. Now I'm sure it's pushing 120 or more. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Parish, uh, a little more than 240. And I think the metro area that is considered a part of the Lafayette metro area, about 400,000. Yeah, a lot of a lot of fans. So, uh, anyway, well, high school football here for the next uh, at least uh, uh, nine weeks and with the playoffs. So, uh, we'll see how that comes to uh, action. Meanwhile, uh, Jeff, uh, of course, they got other football tonight uh, as the NFL regular season cranks it up tonight, uh, approximately 7.20, I do believe. Uh, I think that the game tonight is going to be on NBC, but I thought the Thursday night game's Amazon. With the exception of this opener. Okay, all right. This big grand opening game uh, that NBC gets. Uh, Well, the next question is, if you do not have an Amazon account or stream Amazon, will you be able to watch the future games? I think you'd be SOL. Wow. You go go find a friend. (laughs) You know, or the Quarter Tavern will have these games. I I can promise you. you. I can promise you that much. Uh, But again... Um, yeah, that's a good reason. What I don't know, you know, games uh, that are on ESPN, and we're, we wouldn't be included because we're not technically in the New Orleans television market. Correct. We, uh, I, I don't know, when games are on ESPN, mm-hmm. they usually are on a broadcast station within the local markets. Uh, Correct. Like the Saints are on yes. ESPN. Often it is on a broadcast station usually owned by ABC often because it's right. ESPN. So I'm not sure, though, if that'll be the case with the Amazon games. Okay. With not the sure. Thursday, then but strictly, again, it doesn't matter for us because we're not in the New, New Orleans television right, But market. it's strictly Thursday night games, too. And it's the Thursday, and I'm, I'm guessing they've got the Thursday night Thanksgiving game, but obviously oh, good those point. daytime Thursday games will be on the networks like normal. Yeah, correct. So uh, interesting, folks. So something we're going to need to dig into to make tell it, uh, keep our listeners updated if they want to watch Thursday night football. Of course, Amazon has the rights to it uh, through the course of uh, this year, and I'm not sure how many years they signed on for that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's two, three years yeah, at least. It's yeah. usually That's usually the protocol. So anyway, let's go ahead and take our next break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio. 
FM 1075 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadow. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answer to pain.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions, and you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, September the 8th. And uh, just update a little baseball news uh, as Aaron Judge uh, just cranks out 55 last night. Uh, uh, actually, it was during the day. It was uh, yeah, the first game right. of the doubleheader. Uh, got uh, the Yankees back in there, down 3 to nothing. Uh, Judge hits that home run, another home run, tied it up in the, um, I want to say the seventh inning, and then they went into extra innings. And the Yankees, uh, I, I want to say it was the 11th, uh, that they had the bases loaded, nobody out, and they could not score. That is correct. Sent it into uh, another uh, extra inning where they did eventually score. Uh, that's right. And uh, I see where this morning uh, they listed the new power rankings of Major League Baseball. Of course, uh, right now the best team uh, and playing the best is the Los Angeles Dodgers. They come in and, uh, uh, with their power rankings, and uh, I'm not sure if they uh, won last night or not. Uh, as uh, course number two you know the Astros have kind of been just uh, around and uh, the Yankees started off the year just uh, terrorizing Major League Baseball but they've cooled off tremendously since the all-star break Uh, not so maybe Aaron Judge but the Yankees have and uh, they're they're kind of they're kind of fading but the Astros are just Justin Verlander is having a Cy Young type year he's just uh, pitching lights out and uh, 
along with uh, a couple other ball players just having uh, not necessarily career years, but uh, just having a great season. And the Astros, uh, they'll be the number one seed in the American League uh, in that regard. Well, they're, they're currently uh, the number one seed. Yeah, um, but they, they will be. I don't see anybody else getting close to them, that's for sure. Dodgers did win yesterday, beat the Giants 7-3. to Astros beat the Rangers uh, in that uh, friendly rivalry. Four to three uh, in Houston yesterday, and the Cubs come. I mean, the Cubs, the Mets come in at uh, the third power ranked team in Major League Baseball, and you know the Mets, uh, they could have some issues. I understand that Scherzer is going on the disabled list. Uh, how long? For ten days, fifteen days? But uh, I think they're you know hoping to rest him. Uh, there was a little uh, soreness in the arm. Uh, not uh, that's not the word I want to use. Um, fatigue. Okay, yeah, and, that's probably the better usage of the word. Yeah, yeah. and so just tired arm. Exactly. So rest them during the, the uh, what will be probably a good part of the rest of the regular season. Maybe a tune-up game uh, before the postseason, but hopefully for them have a healthy uh, Scherzer. Yeah, but the problem is. Uh, Literally, the uh, Braves are right there. They're a half game back, and they're playing very well in the last uh, the defending uh, World Series champs. Uh, they they come were in, tied. Uh, well, no, I think they're half the game. I think they're half game yeah. back now. I think it's on the uh, win side too. So uh, I'm always a big believer. How many games are you back on the loss side? You exactly. Can, you can't make up a loss, but you can get a win, and uh, that's how I look at the races. Yeah, I, I, and a great example of that is the the White Sox were two games in back of first place. But they played two more games. Correct. And that is uh, not where you want to be. Right. So uh, you look at the loss side uh, in Major League Baseball. How many losses do we have? And uh, you, as I mentioned, you can always get that win, but you can't make up a loss. Elsewhere, the Cardinals. My cards pull up their number five. Uh, their number five overall rank. Boy, last night, uh, you know, Jeff, they got down five to one in the eighth. and. I just uh, closed the old laptop and uh, went to bed, and lo and behold, I wake up to find out they score five runs in the bottom of the ninth and uh, go you, you on to— You know you can hook your laptop up to uh, a television. Yes, I do. Yeah, okay. I, hook my t- I hook my phone up occasionally, too, uh, to uh, my, uh, my TV, my flat screen. But the cards, uh, they get a couple uh, big hits uh, late in the game, uh, and they uh, come back to beat the— uh, I always want to say the Washington Senators, but it's the Nationals, and they uh, beat the Nationals six to five. Yankees come in at number six at eighty three and fifty four. Uh, they had uh, they basically have stayed there. Of course, uh, Judge is still cr- cranking away on the ball, so uh, he's uh, got to be the front runner for the uh, AL MVP. But you know, Otani's right there. I mean, pitching and hitting. I think he hit number thirty three or thirty four last night for the Angels in a loss. But yeah, in a loss. And, and you know, one of the things is Otani has faded a little bit out of the limelight because. Uh, the Angels are fading yes. as, a, as a team again. And, and Mike Trout's back, and he hit, I think he hit a home run for the third or fourth consecutive game last night. And the team that's kind of sneaky, and you got to watch him is the Tampa, Tampa Bay Rays. They, they've got some good ball players on that team, and uh, they just, they're just they out there. So uh, uh, you got to keep an eye on them. Seattle also uh, is going to be in the thick of it, and the Blue Jays. Padres uh, started off hot, and then they've kind of faded a little bit. They're only uh, 14 games above 500, and uh, the Phillies, uh, they're struggling, uh, hope to make the uh, playoffs, along with the Brewers, who've really tanked uh, since the All-Star break. And uh, 
pretty much uh, the Guardians are out there. So uh, they got a they got a great race in the AL uh, Central, and we'll see how that all come. Uh, the Orioles have kind of it, it's it's a great race uh, of mediocrity though. Th- this is true. <laughs> they're only what five, six, seven games above five hundred. Yeah, but they're they're struggling to get in. Look, I can remember in the uh, was it the O. Six season, I think the cards were like five, six games, seven games, uh, six games above five hundred, and then they went on to win the World Series, uh, beating the Tigers, whose pitchers I think that series threw the ball all over the ballpark. Uh, I think Speaking the pitchers committed. Yes, uh, they had like uh, maybe five or six errors in. Uh, the, I think it was a four to one Cardinal uh, win in that series. So uh, strange things have happened. It's a team who's playing hot at the last, oh, maybe 20, 25 games of the year, and you continue that to the playoffs. Uh, that's always uh, the team to watch. Yeah. It's, uh, again, uh, not not so bad to have a little bit of a lull midseason as long as you pick it up when you need to. Yeah. You're right. I saw a report somewhere, too, and I, I was trying to find that while we were speaking about the Saints earlier in the broadcast. Uh seemed like they signed a quarterback uh, with regards to the Saints have picked up another quarterback. Uh, expected to be on the practice squad, but, um, yeah, I, I, I know I teased did, that did yesterday okay. during Tesh Matters, but I don't think I ever got to it. But uh, I know I've got a story. Uh, boy, just uh, since I'm... S- Japan celebrating 150 years of baseball uh, this really? year. I I did not realize they had been. That makes two of us. I thought laugh. baseball was introduced to the uh, Japanese uh, right before World War II when uh, the servicemen over in uh, Japan uh, took it up too uh, and introduced it to the Japanese back then. Wow, did yeah. not know that. 150 years in Japan. Wow. They the Saints signed Jake Lutton. Uh, they moved Chase Hansen from the practice squad to the regular roster, I guess because of uh, depth issues, maybe an injury issue. Chase Hansen uh, off the practice squad as a linebacker, and then they made room for quarterback Jake Lutton. So I guess he'll be, I don't know if he can be the emergency quarterback uh, or not. As a member of the practice squad, I think you still have to be on the 53-man roster. Uh, don't uh, you? Yeah, you do. I'm pretty sure you do. It's not like you can pull somebody out of the stands like in college, but I'm pretty sure you can do that uh, with regards. Of course, if he goes in, nobody else can. That's correct. That's uh, correct. No, let me preface that. Your other two quarterbacks cannot go in. Right, you right. Know, the punter could uh, you, take snaps if need be. Yeah, and, you know, I mentioned that with regards to uh, – uh, uh, pulling a, a player out of the stands. I remember the Navy team, I don't know, this is a few years back, uh, two or three of their quarterbacks went down in the game, and their, their their quarterback that was on maybe the JV team or the prep team, they caught him out of the stands. And he played the rest of the game, and I think Navy ended up winning that game with a, a young man they pulled out of the stands. This had to be, I don't know, maybe a few years back, but I can recall that. I'm sure it wasn't that, random, though. No, I mean, he was on yeah. the prep team, yeah, the JV right, team right. and all, and a lot of people don't realize uh, uh, the academies have prep teams where literally they'll have maybe 60 or 70, 80 kids. They might have 200 kids out for football at the academies, and they have play a JV schedule or prep schedule, and uh, it's uh, people don't realize that. And they, they, they find good players through those type of uh, teams, too, uh, that just like the USFL will probably have a few players in the NFL this year. There you go. Jake Lutton, by the way, uh, 6'6", uh, sixth round selection by Jacksonville in 2020. 
Started three games as a rookie, uh, I would imagine, because of injury uh, issues there. But um, then he bounced around Seattle, Miami, back to Jacksonville, and now on the Saints practice squad. Oh, wow. So um, interesting as the Saints, uh, just and probably just for practice, having somebody throwing, you know, uh, against the uh, first-team defense. Team. Yeah, yeah, if that's a preference, I think. I don't know if uh, that's a business line. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and take our break and get Coach uh, uh, Carol Olivier on the line with us to talk about uh, his school and their their big victory uh, over the weekend. Uh, we'll, uh, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio FM 107.5 and AM 12:40. We'll be back with Coach Olivier right after this. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in. Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there Thursday for Southern Jack Productions, Sunday the 11th. It's a special breakfast fundraiser for St. Francis Diner with T.K. Hewlin and Steve Adams from 9 to 12, and then the Saints at noon. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU with half-price drinks during their games and dollar shots when they score. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Louisiana. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Thursday, September the 8th, as uh, we'll continue with uh, high school coaches. On the line with us is Coach uh, Carol Olivier. Good morning, Coach, and welcome to Bayou Sports. Good morning. How you doing this morning? Oh, we're doing well, Coach. I understand uh, you had a pretty good uh, weekend. Uh, tell us about it. Man, it was uh, honestly it, it was really good. Uh, always, always um, excited about you know getting a win, especially getting the first one um, for our our new team. Um, play play really well. Again, one thing we've been really consistent with was scoring on our first drive, so that's always been a plus. We continued that little streak, um, and then we was able to actually find some identity on the defensive side of the ball, so that was good too. Real good. Tyler Olivier, uh, 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 one of the players you're fairly familiar with. Uh, 7 of 13, uh, 167 yards, three touchdowns. Had to be uh, pleased with that performance. Yes, sir, definitely, definitely. Uh, we, we, we're trying to be able to spread the 
the ball around a, a, a little bit, but we, we we have a kid who's probably been catching the majority of our passes. Rich Darden, he's he's, he's like a, a a eight to slot receiver. Um, got some really good hands. Um, he's pr- pretty much been controlling our controlling it um, receiving wise. I saw he had, and I'm not sure if these numbers in the Iberian are correct, but six catches, 140 yards, a couple of those touchdowns. Brandon Judy's. One catch, but it was a 27-yard touchdown. And Lane Bear one catch um, uh, for three yards plus a two-point conversion. Tell us a little bit about your running game. That's something that we was very, very impressed with. Uh, this, 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 uh, this summer we spent a lot of time on skill development. So we wasn't able to really, you know, we was learning everybody's strengths with, with, with some guys that were playing football for the first time and even playing on the varsity level for the first time. So spent a lot of time trying to find out our strengths. In our first game, we came out in the spread, um, spread style offense. We didn't have much of a run game at all. Um, after after that, we kind of went back to the drawing board and um, ended up inserting a pistol bear offense. Um, and and our uh, starting running back had been out for a couple, of day, a couple of games with injury. He was back, gave us another step. So being able to get – Run the ball kind of opened up everything for us. Gotcha. I saw Rivers' booty, uh, six carries, 89 yards, so uh, obviously some pretty big runs there. And uh, Ty, again, 12 carries, 77 yards, uh, three touchdowns on the ground. And um, so, again, uh, a lot of people touching the football. That's, that's what we needed. Um, for a while, it was just pretty much uh, Ty and Ridge. Like I said, uh Rivers was out. For, he had he got injured right before the JPG game. He tweaked his ankle really bad, so we didn't get much from him in that game. And then the uh, the Swallow game, he was sick. So um, being able to have him back, he opened everything up. Um, he he had he's one of those guys that got some wiggle, and he's one of the probably the fastest guy on our team. So I mean that changes the, the you know anytime he touches, there's a chance that he could. Um, is a big play guy, so that just pretty much opened up everything. Well, coach, you know we're talking offense, but you know if the other team doesn't score, you got a pretty good chance of winning the game. And uh, I, I, from what I understand, that score was thirty-eight to eight. Uh, you only give up eight points. Uh, you got a chance to win the game. Tell us a little bit how your defense played uh, last week. Man, I'm a, I'm a, I gotta I have to give all credit to Coach Sanford Elwood. Um, we, we sat down because, again, we had been really working specifically offensively trying to find an identity. Um, the, the week leaving the Swallow game, he was like, Coach, look, I need to step up. We need to get on this defensive side of the ball. So he, he pretty much took control of the defensive side of the ball, um, put together a game plan, and we were very uh, – finally finally looked right. We was in the places we needed to be. Um, he, he dialed up a few things that helped us um, – because the only touchdown we actually gave up was offensively. Uh, uh, defensive end tackled the mesh point. We fumbled. It, it was a scoop and score. So um, he did a great job getting those guys prepared, man, and having them in the right places. Good to hear. How, how many guys do you have going both ways? I would imagine uh, quite a bit. Uh, right now, I want to say that I have eight guys. I mean, I have six guys going both ways. Um, like that, that are plant that are starting uh, offense and defense. I actually have four guys who actually don't actually leave the field at all, special teams included. 
That's uh, Ty Olivia, um, Ridge Darden, um, Everett Higgins, and Jude Wilder. They they don't come off the field at all. Um, besides for uh, timeouts, that that's pretty much it. They're like true Ironmen. Gotcha. Next home game, uh, already senior night, uh, Saturday night. Uh, Going to be playing that game at New Iberia Senior High Stadium uh, against New Orleans. A little earlier start time than usual at 5 o'clock. Uh, is that because of senior night or because of the LSU game? Uh, no, um, I, I, I think it's, they're coming down from New Orleans. Um, and uh, this was a game that we kind of uh, scheduled, um, like pretty much kind of, I would say, last minute. Um so they they just needed some accommodations on being able to be home on time for church on Sunday. Um, if we'd have kicked off at seven, they wouldn't have been they wouldn't have been home till almost twelve o'clock. So just wanted to accommodate them. Um, we're excited about senior night. That's always something special. Um, and it, it's also going to be our first eleven man game um, in in our school's history. So we're excited about that too. Okay, tell us uh, the changes you need to make uh, then to. Uh, make it eleven man, and uh, how how that affects your preparation. Um, the great part about our offense that we're running is, um, you know, we we don't have to change anything schematically. Um, everything is going to uh, pretty much be the same same verbiage. Um, only thing we have to do is add two tackles and uh, uh, another slot um, a slot guy, but it translates into our spread offense too. So we actually a little bit more excited about it because we can do multiple things without actually showing our hand. Um, and then uh, defensively, of course, you know you always have an advantage when you can have those eleven men. So you can do more coverage things versus eight man. You pretty much man to man, and you know you pretty much man to man the whole game. And, and you know Ty is obviously uh, familiar with eleven man football, having played it uh, last season and. Uh, any other players with that kind of experience? No, um, he's he's pretty much the only guy um, that has eleven man experience um, on a varsity level. Um, he's he's he, you know he's really excited. You know the boys are really excited. Um, just being able to do something different, something new. Um, we we want to eventually one day be able to be an eleven man football team. So just trying to get those guys that type of exposure, those type of games. You know, it gives them a shot in the arm, something new. So. We're really excited about it as a coaching staff, too. Very good. I, I know we'll talk, or certainly planning on talking, next Thursday in advance of your next game, but uh, just because it was TBA on the schedule against North Shore next Thursday, just wonder if any of that's been shored up uh, where that game's going to be. Yeah, that's going to be at, at Nish. Uh, we're going to play them Thursday at Nish. Everything's been uh, shored up. We just had the time we were kind of waiting uh this this does a lot, really helping us out a lot. And uh, at the time, they was kind of making sure they didn't have a JV game that night. Um, and we we found out uh, last week that we was going to be able to um, utilize the facility. So it's a lot. So that's that's also another big thing for our boys, just having a a full schedule. You know, trying to get them used to that ten game LHSAA schedule versus a six to eight game schedule. Gotcha. Anyway, Coach, uh, good luck to you. Uh, I know um, yeah, we'd love to have you here on at 8 o'clock here on Thursdays during the season. And uh, how many more games are uh, scheduled for y'all in the uh, coming weeks? Uh, we have uh, six more games. Uh, we, have, we, we have six more games. We have uh, three more home games. 
Um, and then we're on the road. We go to JPG. Um, we go to Athens, to MOC, and then we take a trip down to Broadfield and then play an extremely talented Broadfield team about four and a half hours away on the a, on a, on a border of Mississippi and Louisiana. Well, so uh, uh, looks like you, you you've got your uh, hands full uh, with games coming up, and uh, good luck to you uh, this weekend uh, when something new a love eleven man football for uh, for your school, and uh, hopefully uh, bring home another W and keep uh, keep going, Coach. We'd love to have you on each uh, each Thursday at eight o'clock. Uh, and I really appreciate the opportunity so much. I I, I can't thank you enough for the, uh, the the opportunity to be on the show. You bet, Coach. Uh, take care. We'll check with you again on Thursday, but best of luck Saturday evening. Thank you, sir. You bet. Coach Carol Olivier over at Acadiana Christian School, and uh, I haven't given up on uh, getting one of their games on. All right. I just got to find uh, the right uh, Saturday night uh, that uh, something else isn't going on. Yeah, it's uh, interesting, too. Uh, so they're going to go uh, from this past weekend, an eight-man team, to play 11-man football, from what I understand. Yeah, and then back to eight-man. Yeah. I guess it's it's a non-district game for them. Uh, it, it, they're only once on the schedule. They're playing the other teams in their league, if you will, uh, twice each, uh, yeah. home and home. Interesting, though. Uh, anyway, uh, big win for them last week, 38-8 over Mount Olive. And uh, as they secure a win, uh, good luck to him, as I mentioned this week, uh, with his team, uh, uh, the uh, Acadia, uh, the Acadiana Christian, Christian School. School. Yes, out there on Admiral Dahl, I do believe. Anyway, uh, today in sports history, September the 8th, in 1894, uh, a guy employed by Thomas Edison by the name of William K. L. Dixon uh, filmed the first boxing match in West Orange, New Jersey. It was an exhibition between the world heavyweight champion uh, James J. Corbett, who we talked about yesterday, uh, defeated John L. Sullivan over in New Orleans, and Peter Courtney. Uh, and uh, I'm sure that film is probably available on YouTube if you'd like to see it. Anyway, in 1905, the Pittsburgh Pirates, unbelievably, strand a record 18 men on base in an 8-3 game and defeated the Cincinnati Reds. How do you leave 18 men on base? That's in a nine-inning two, two game. An, two uh, on average, two uh, an that, inning. That's yeah, right. That's, that, that's just unfathomable. In 1939, Indians Bob Feller, 20 years old, is the it, youngest pitcher. It would be pitcher. one thing if you left all those guys on <laughs> and scored 20 runs or yeah, something. That's right. That's because right. you're just pushing guys around. But That's man. right. Just to continue to train. But uh, basically, 8-3. to three. We're not talking about 20-3. to three. Anyway, uh, in 39, Bob Feller, at 20 years old, is the youngest pitcher to win 20 games. Not sure if Doc Good might have won 20 games as a 20-year-old. Not sure. Forgot to look that up. In 1954, with a 3-2 count, Phillies' Richie Ashburn, you ready, Jeff? Fouls off the next 14 pitches mm. and then walks. <laughs> so, basically, the pitcher threw him 20 pitches in that ball game. 20 pitches and fouls off 14 straight. Rizzo hadn't a bat like that uh, last year. Just unheard of. Anyway, uh, in 1955, the earliest uh, that the Dodgers, uh, Brooklyn Dodgers, that is, clinch an NL pennant. Of course, the Dodgers went on to beat the Yanks in the World Series that year, winning uh, Brooklyn's only World Series title. Of course, the Dodgers moved out to the course, coast in 58, and they've won a passel full of them. 1958, Roberto Clemente ties a modern-day uh, record. He hits three triples in one game. 
American in 1960. Uh, Wilma Rudolph wins her third gold medal of the Rome Olympics, anchoring the 4 by 100 relay team. Earlier, she won the 100 and 200 meters. The reason I, I want to bring Wilma Rudolph up, I think she was born originally in a native of Memphis. She had polio when she was a little girl, mm. Wilma Rudolph, and fought through that and three-time gold medal winner in the Olympics. 1963, Milwaukee Braves future Hall of Famer Warren Spahn ties Christy Mathewson as Spahn was his 13th season of winning 20 games. I think he ended up with 363 wins the most ever by a left-hander in Major League Baseball. In 1965, Kansas City A's Burt Campanaris plays all nine positions in a, in a game. Of course, uh, I'm Chuck, Chuck Finley, I'm sure, had something to do with that. Yeah. But uh, in the later years, uh, the three years later, uh, Cesar Torr did it with the Twins. Scott Sheldon did it in September of 2000, along with Shane Halter in October of 2000. Andrew Romine was the last one to do it, October 1st of 2017. If you notice the dates, all of them pretty much at the end of the year trying to make those, uh, I guess, those little fancy nine-inning games. Uh, but Campanaris uh, did it. Uh, the only other thing I found in that regard, playing all nine positions, Cookie Rojas did it for the Phillies back in the, the 60s. He played all nine positions, not in the same game, but he used the same glove catching, his fielder's glove. He used that catching, and that set a record as Cookie Rojas used his, his mitt, his second baseman's mitt catching in one inning. So Major League Baseball game, wow. In 1968, the U.S. Men's Open Tennis Tournament, Forest Hills, Arthur Ashe wins his uh, uh, first uh, uh, open-era U.S. title. And, you know, in 1997, they named that stadium after, after the new constra- stadium construction. And Arthur Ashe, uh, just what a great tennis player and a great uh, man for tennis. In 1973, Billy Martin, named as manager of the Texas Rangers. I think that's when Ted Williams had enough of it. And Billy Martin takes over, and, of course, uh, on to the Yankees in the coming years. Well, he, he spent some time in Minnesota, too. He did. He did Minnesota and Oakland. We talked about that yesterday where he just exhausted was, was he, his bullpen. Was he in Minnesota before Texas? Ooh, good or question. Was there maybe a short time between that and the Yankees? I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm pretty sure he coached uh, Minnesota, I want to say after. Uh, Martin, well, how would Martin be? Martin would played in the 50s, uh, Billy Martin. Yeah, he was probably in his early 40s here, somewhere yeah. in there. So most baseball players, by the time they were 35, they were pretty much washed up back then uh, uh, in that regard. So anyway, uh, in 73, Hank Aaron records the most homers in one league. He hit 709 homers in the National League. So for one team, too, also. Uh, he only, but he played two different or three different cities, basically. He played in uh, – Milwaukee, Atlanta, and also uh, went back to Milwaukee, I should say, uh, to clean up his career with the Brewers. In 1980, uh, Bowie Kuhn uh, suspends Fergie Jenkins, Jeff, for indefinitely due to drug arrest. Can you recall that? Um, I do recall it to some degree, um, but it's vague. Yeah, it's Fergie vague. Jenkins was a Canadian native. He uh, was. A lot of people don't realize that. And, uh Anyway, just I couldn't find anything. He didn't dig real hard. but His rookie year as manager was in Minnesota in 69. And okay, they, so they it was before no, the Tigers. They won 97 games, but uh, moved on, did not manage in 70. And then in uh, 71, 72, and 3 uh, with Detroit. And then uh, apparently uh, midway through the 73 season, he gets canned and finishes the season with Texas. 
All right. And just uh, the last 23 games or so. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, with Billy Martin. Always a temper. I can remember him ad- addressing uh, Reggie Jackson in the dugout over Jackson not hustling for a ball, supposedly. Then uh, about the All-Star break in 75, he uh, leaves Texas and goes to the Yankees. Well, that makes sense. He played for the Yankees for many years. So, yeah. Uh, Billy Martin. Anyway, in this date, 1985, Pete Rose ties Ty Cobb's record with 4,191 hits. And if my memory serves me right, Major League Baseball took away two hits from Cobb. I think he's now associated with 4,189. Anyway, in 2001, Venus Williams defends her title and beats her younger sister, Serena, in the U.S. Open tennis title. Uh, Just fabulous, man. Two sisters playing against each other. Of course, uh, Serena went on to really set all the records. In 2002, rookie quarterback David Carr throws for two touchdowns as the Houston Texans beat the Cowboys 19-10 to become only the second expansion team. Of course, the 61 Vikings beat the Bears to open their regular season to win their inaugural game. And, uh, wow, uh, David Carr, I guess they thought he'd be uh, – they were going to the Super Bowl that year when they beat the Cowboys. Anyway, and that was in 2002. Uh, elsewhere, birthdays today, L.C. Greenwood, uh, of course uh, – all I got to say, he's born in Canton, uh, Mississippi, uh, one of the big uh, uh, fierce and foursome uh, with those Steelers uh, with Ernie Holmes and uh, Mean Joe Green. And uh, uh, they set all kind of records on that Pittsburgh defense with those linebackers and Jack Lambert and all. But Elsie uh, Greenwood. Elsewhere born on this date, Clarence Weatherspoon, NBA forward, of course, a Southern Miss grad, born in Crawford, Mississippi. In 1978, born on this day, Gil Mesh. I think he was a first-round draft, draft choice in the major leagues. Born in Lafayette, uh, Louisiana, Gill uh, went to Acadiana High School and I think also pitched uh, with Seattle in the major leagues. Also born on this date in 1990, Garrett Cole of the Yankees, born in Newport Beach, California. Uh, fine pitcher for the Yankees uh, over the years, and I think now uh, I'm not so sure if he's uh, – st- I think he's still on the Yankees. I'm not – if he's injured right now or not. I can't recall. Who's that? Garrett Cole. Injured. Injured. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, quote of the day. This one's by Joe Garagiola. Of course, he had a birthday the other day. Anyway, he was out eating dinner with uh, uh, Tommy Lasorda one night and the two uh, Paisanis. He said, you feel like a starting pitcher after you eat uh, uh, with uh, Tommy Lasorda. You need three days rest because mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I'm sure they snack up on the pasta and the meatballs and everything else and the spaghetti sauce. So uh, the two Italians, Garagiola and Lasorda. Uh, you feel like uh, you need three days rest when you eat with Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> anyway, that's our quote of the day, Jeff. Uh, should have more tomorrow. NFL action tonight, folks, uh, as the uh, Bills journey to Yeah, there, there was uh, a report uh, that apparently Matthew Stafford had some off-season surgery that's that right. folks uh, were not aware of. That's right. That's why I'm, I'm sure the Rams were, but. That's why I had him as my starting quarterback in my fantasy, and I moved him uh, to the bench and brought in another quarterback. So, uh, interesting, though, but. Buffalo's uh, still a slight favorite, I yes, believe. They, they are, I think, two and a half points uh, over the defending uh, champions, uh, the Rams. Anyway, uh, that's it today. And, uh, Jeff, I uh, don't know if you have any other headlines to go over. No, but, uh, again, a reminder, Bayou Sports tomorrow at about 745 following the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. Hard to believe uh, tomorrow's already Friday. And certainly a big thanks to our sponsors, the Headache and Pain Center, Swing Insurance, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, the Quarter Tavern, and, of course, football on at the Quarter Tavern tonight, along with Southern Jack DJs uh, and L.A. Classic Roofing, also sponsor of Bayou Sports. Tony, see you tomorrow. We'll be here.
You're listening to KANE 1240 AM and K298CQ 107.5 FM, New Iberia. The voice of the Tash. (laughs) 